You're listening to the Sleep Nation Station Podcast. Really? <laughs> episode 6? Is this episode 6? Yes, yeah, episode 6. Episode 6. We're here with Micah Rowland in the Rowland Household Studio recording Sleep Nation Station Podcast. I'm your host, Brand Van. We're here with Micah Rowland. Live. L-I-V-E, well, it's not going to be live. It's live right now. On episode six, we're going to talk about our worst shows that we've ever played. It it could be outside of Sleep Nation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be, you know, honed in on Sleep Nation. So let's start off with with the one that we talked about tonight. That show probably made me want to just almost quit music entirely. That's how much I dislike playing that show we talked about tonight. We played a show not too far, long ago. Um, I believe it was like a, a year, year and a half ago, something like that. No, uh, it's longer than that. No, it's probably been a little less than a year. Less than a year? I would think so. Maybe, I don't remember. It, we could look it, it up. It's, it doesn't it's, a, it's a blur, man. Yeah. We don't want to remember it. That's, That's the true. point. We don't remember the show. Played at the Springwater Supper Club, Nashville, Tennessee. So we get to this place, and I remember being. Excited about back, being back in Nashville and playing a show. I think it may have been our first Nashville show since I was back in the band. I think. No, we played at the X and N shortly before that. Right. So second show back for me. Nashville was very very excited. We realized up front that the sound person that was supposed to be running. Well, let, let's let's back up. Yeah, let's back up okay. a little bit. Sometimes I have genius ideas that are not so genius. Expound on that. I don't know why I do this. We have a formula that works. We I, do. I, I sing vocals, and we've known this for over 10 years. Yep. I sing vocals. I play guitar. You play bass, keys, you know, and I can play keys sometimes periodically. And Seth plays guitar, and then somebody plays drums. And that's the way that it should be. That's the Sleep Nation formula. There shouldn't be any other way. And every time we try it, yep. it doesn't work. Period. Yep. And, and I got this grandiose idea that we were going to move you on guitar and move Steve Martinson on bass, who was filling in for you periodically on bass. At the time. At the, yeah. At the time. And... We were going to just do this five-piece thing, which was an absolute terrible idea, but we didn't put enough work into making what we had, you know, enough time to give you on guitar. Yep. We didn't give enough time, because you're, you're a good guitar player. Mm-hmm. It's just that trying to replace, like, Seth and I's heritage of playing together. Right. We've been playing together... For a super long time now, we know how to play off each other, and you and I don't know how to play off each other. And Seth and you were just kind of trying to get there, and then Seth got sick, and then let's play. Then we needed to make it happen. So it would have. It's the first show I would have played actual guitar in live, probably since my very first music days when I was a teenager. So I had a big. I had a. Big project on my shoulders. I had to take advantage of uh, learning all of your lead parts, making sure that they sound succinct with what we were trying to do, as well as try to incorporate a bass player that I had never played with before. Steve, excellent bass player. There was just something in our group that wasn't jiving for this specific show. So we got to the venue, and the sound guy was... 
I don't think he was all there. Maybe he was strung out on something. I'm not really sure. I discovered that they didn't. They only served like weird named beers. So, I mean, I couldn't have like a regular redneck beer. You know, just just wanted to hang out, have a good time. For whatever reason, we got up on stage to play this show. You and I have always been really synced together when it comes to when it's time to start, when it's time to finish. Are we on the same page? For whatever reason, I think both you and I thought we were ready to go. We looked I, around at the drummer. Yeah. We, we've played the, the Sleep Nation vehicle, the Sleep Nation ideology formula collective, the group of Sleep Nation. We would never want to sabotage our own shows and make us look like a laughing stock or anything like that. Heck no. Not in a billion years would we want to do that. And I just remember just thinking, our drummer at the time, Justin Neely, I I picture him being ready. Like he gave me a nod, gave me something that made me think that, hey, we're ready to go. So guess what we did? We started playing. We started playing. And from then on out, it did not work. Evidently, he wasn't even ready to go. He, he didn't even have his drum set all the way set up. Nope. But we didn't really know that or see that, but... You and I thought that we were, you know, Ready G2G, as they would say. G2G, hashtag. Good to go. Yep, that's exactly right. Evidently, we were not good to go. No. But it's a good thing that that show didn't go off because it brought back, you know... Reminding us of the formula. The formula. Every, every time we try, back whenever we tried out uh, Colby as a vocalist, great vocalist... It's just, we tried to change the formula, and... It just didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Not to mention that night, I almost got hustled in a game of pool. At uh, Springwater? At Springwater. My little brother and I were playing pool. She was totally trying to hustle us out of money. And when she realized she couldn't, she left. She didn't even stick around for the show. She told me she was going to stick around for the show, and then she left. She just wanted your money. It was an interesting evening. Also... My keyboard got left there. I remember. And I got a call from either the venue or a band member for the next day, and they said, hey, somebody left the keyboard here. Was it you? And I was like, oh, crap. fudge. Although I didn't say fudge. I, I said fudge. the word. The F dash 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 word. I love fudge. The queen mother of all <laughs> dirty words. Man, you're really messing up my Christmas story run there. <laughs> but I love fudge. I was on such a roll. I know you were. I remember being just upset that entire evening, too. And I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to even come back to practice after this. I've embarrassed myself. I've embarrassed the band. Nothing worked. You know what's funny? I think towards the end, we actually recovered. Too. I think the end of the show was actually fine, but that whole beginning... I don't think it was necessarily that bad. It's just, we know how we could we can sound and we should sound. Yep. And we don't when we don't personally meet those expectations, we just feel there. like an absolute train wreck. You know, shortly after that show, that's when I put that Epiphone guitar for sale on Facebook. Like, I didn't want to see it anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting rid of everything. Obviously, the price was too high. I still have it. No one wanted it for what I was asking. That's Well, you should keep that guitar. Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful guitar. So, any other shows that are the, uh, just we don't want to remember? 
I've got a few prior to my Sleep Nation career. Let's let's talk about them. Probably one of the worst shows that I've ever played was at Rocket Town at a Battle of the Bands. Whenever I was playing with Steve Hillis and Mark Lawrence, we were a three piece. I was the guitar player, had a bass player, and Steve was singing and playing drums. And I was still pretty green and pl- with playing in a band. What was the name of the band? I believe it was BMS. Yeah, it, 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 I know. What it, does that even stand for? It, it, it was the initials of our all of our names. Bowel mouth syndrome. Uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Continue. Anyway, so I get up there and they have a mess of boogie head, and I just wanted to play my amp, but they wanted you to play all their stuff. So I plug into this amp, and it and with the guitar that I had at the time, which was a nineteen seventies Crestline Les Paul copy. It sounded so muddy and just low end and absolutely terrible tone. And I looked at the PA guy and I was like, do you hear what's coming out of this? What's going on with this amp? Since then, I've hated Mesa Boogie. They're they're absolute worst amp of all time. But I've never played on in a Mesa Boogie that I've liked. So, that, But that's my personal opinion. I get up there and this may be the second time that I've played with like flashing lights and crazy stuff and you know everything going on i just didn't have the backing and the experience that i do now is like now lights don't bother me whatsoever well i got up there and man i was fumbling all over the fretboard i wasn't even singing at the time i was just all i had one job to do and play guitar and i couldn't do it and it was just an absolute i wanted to quit playing music forever after that but that's nuts. I didn't. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Yeah, and that was that predates. That's probably when I was only had a couple of years of electric guitar experience, yeah. and wow. maybe just a couple of years of like playing in a band experience. So, dude, playing a band is a whole nother adventure right. entirely. When, right. when you're Ooh. when you're a uh, bedroom rock star, <laughs> and then you transfer <laughs> into the garage rock star, it, it's a different different mobility. I remember. The band I played in before I met you, hashtag awaiting irony, shout out Tony Grissom. TG. TG. And then we played there once when I, when we were still above, back when we were playing with old uh, Vacated. That was their name, right? Vacated, Vacated. Yeah. I played at the Muse once with Awaiting uh, Irony, and then we played there once. I remember both times I played there, we played in front of the band that opened up for us. That was it, and I remember no one standing there watching us. It was some of the greatest practice I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, I, I think you just got to cut your teeth, and, and I yeah. remember that show actually being. We got some pretty good feedback from the from the PA guy. He said, yeah. "Man, he, he, actually, I'm glad you brought that show up because Thanks. that guy gave me advice that I still use to this day. And when I see people not doing it, it just aggravates the bejesus out of me. Bejesus, bejesus." <laughs> what was that? He said, man, you've got some really good vocals, but it seems like you're afraid of the mic. He's like, you've got to hug up on that thing. You've got to, like, kiss it almost. Ever since then, man, I've been up on the mic loving it, you know. You didn't even have to take it to dinner first. That's right. That's right. It just, Heck yeah. You know, first date, man. Mm. <laughs> Intense. I love it. He's got that microphone. No. <laughs> but get yeah, it on, get it some on, of the man. greatest practice sessions I ever had were at Muse. Believe it or not. At the so, Muse, which is no longer with us. Yeah, no longer with us. Hashtag R.I.P. When did they close Muse. down? 
I don't remember. You know, I really thought that one, the last show we played at, at the end was going to be kind of a disaster. I went in with extremely low expectations, but as it turned out, because of some people you're in relation to, we That's ended right. up having a blast. My in-laws, man, they, they brought the pain. They brought the pain. They, they showed up and just really, really made an awesome show for us, and, and I definitely appreciate that. So what about that one show in Clarksville where Justin got puked on? I thought we played a pretty good show. Yeah? We still had to drive like three hours in a direction to... Two two hours, two and a half hours. Did we play with Vacated then too? Yes. Boy, we we rode on those guys' coattails. Yeah, we for, were for band buddies, man. Night. All the shows at Club Jet. Club Sweat. That's commonly referred to. Club Jet is now a thrift store in an old skating rink. It's been a... It's one of Cookville's hottest venues. It's been like two or three bars. It's been a video game arcade area, which was pretty fun. Then it was a Mexican restaurant, and now it's a thrift store. How was that place even a Mexican restaurant? Yeah. What did they use the skating rink part for? La Cucaracha? (laughs) You never know. You never know. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I'm trying to think of some other shows that maybe weren't that... Great, but I mean, pretty much any time I've ever played music live has always been a good time. It's a, it's always a learning experience. experience. You you always can take something from the show. You always want them to be bangers, but they're not always bangers. Sometimes you know you you can have you can always have technical difficulties. That's yeah. always a an issue sometimes. And then you've got I remember that one time we played a char where we were guaranteed X amount of dollars to play, and then Let, let's let's just. Let me uh, let me just lay this down here, cause he's gonna yeah. take over the story, folks. Okay, I'm sorry, dude. No, I, it's I'll cool, let bro. You... No, 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 no. So we actually had a good thing going with Char too. We played there a lot, right? Just when, to preface the story, when we started out, we were only playing venues that were acceptable of bands that were pushing their original music. Well, we made a decision collectively, made a, made a pact, pretty much. To start playing covers so we could play, widening our song arrangements and, and playing more venues. So we're like, hey, we're, we're going to be a, a cover, kind of a cover band slash original also and just open up, you know, to yeah. whatever we can do. Which, which helped us. Actually, I believe it helped us and it also, it was kind of a double-edged sword. So we start up this good relationship with Char, which I believe was the first venue to house us playing covers. Mm-hmm. And we started playing there. We would have always a good a good crowd. My Logan's crowd would show up. We had our Sears crowd, you know, and just our general friends would show up. And it would always be a pretty good time. And we would even get calls to come in and fill in for shows of bands that had canceled and be like, hey, uh, can you guys play like, Three days from now, and we'd say, "Be like, sure, man. We'll save, we'll save, save your butt on this time." Well, we wanted anything that involved exposure for us, right? And if it happened to pay us along the way, that was good, right? But the idea behind the cover shows was to make sure that we could fund our album as we went because right. we weren't able to do that off of our regular salaries. Working at the ye old closed down now Sears and Roebuck Co. That's right. Continue. Well, there was one show in particular after we had built all this rapport up with Char. Mm-hmm. 
At this one show, we had played one full set, took a break, and then played halfway through our second set. And I got a text, but I didn't realize what it was. Mm-hmm. After that second set was over, I look at my text. It was from the owner of Char. And it said, pays those guys, and if they bitch about it, yes, pay those guys what we owe them, and if they bitch about it, tell them they're never going to play here again. So we just informed you of all the rapport and everything that we had built up with that establishment of saving their butts on three different occasions, and every time we played there, we had a a decent to a very large crowd every time. Every time. Well, after I got that text, I showed it to our drummer, Justin, and we just, we didn't even say anything to each other. We just went straight to the manager that was at the bar, showed the text, and said, give us some money, we're going home. And that's what we did. They didn't even want to give us what the original agreement was. I don't remember if you recall this, but as this rapport that you have so well described, the agreement was every time we played there was to either get paid a full hundred and fifty bucks, which means which meant fifty bucks for the both of both for the three of us, excuse me, because we were a three piece at the time, or if the bar made more, we got additional funds to make things work. They only wanted to pay us less than a hundred bucks that night too. But it was always a guaranteed one fifty. And I think that was one of the nights where I became my outspoken self because I remember talking to Chad and saying, You owe us this money. And I don't really remember. Oh, I, I didn't know you were gonna drop the name. <laughs> well, fine. That's his name. Whoever listens to this, that's his name. But I remember I don't I remember seeing red, but I also remember we ended up getting our one fifty so we could just get out and we never played there again. And we will never play there again. Exactly. Amen. We then struck up a deal with Crawdaddies, hashtag Crawdaddies, that we played at several, several times and had, we had a lot of fun playing there. That's right. And not to mention, it's, not, it's a great place to play. Great place to play. Not to mention that even though the cover idea was like, it was 50% a good idea, 50% a bad idea, it did make us tighter as a group. Oh, of course. Anytime you're playing songs and, and playing in front of people, it definitely makes you tighter no, you know, no matter what you're doing. As long as you're on stage and, and doing, enjoying you being up there, it's, it's not a waste of time whatsoever. Yeah. But it is a detriment to your original material. Keep your, keep your, in your mind focused on yeah, original Correct. material. There were several practice sessions where we... Just had to focus on covers. We weren't even we weren't even able to even focus on our original material, which our set lists were pretty much a mixture of every sixth or seventh song. That's when we put in original. And I have copies of those old set lists, man. We played for a long, long time. Yeah, now, there's there's plenty of bands doing it in Nashville now, and and everywhere across the country is just cover bands doing the cover band thing. Which nothing wrong with it. I, I just as as sleep nation as it is now, I, I don't believe that's a, a avenue we should go back down. I, we even have a tough time now, even wanting to put covers in our set lists, but we do it. Right. I was so trying to I was trying to slam two in there, and you guys were like, uh, "Hold the ch- stay back, <laughs> stay back." We we talked about the frat show a few right. episodes back, so we all know that that one was something that 
I saw I saw in uh, Facebook or something that they're in trouble. That fraternity's in trouble. Really? With the yeah, with uh, Tennessee Tech. Hmm. I mean, serves them right. How many people have passed by that yard with someone passed out in it? That's probably part of it. Uh, Just making stuff up now. I have no yeah, idea. You don't. Let's take a minute to hear a word from our sponsors. Maybe we switch the subject. Just one show. Think of one show. What was the best show we ever played? Like the funnest one to you. Something that you'll, if you were to forget all others, you would remember this moment. I I actually don't have like a a favorite show. I think that I I remember it was awesome opening up for Sponge and mm-hmm. then opening up for Edema. We we opened up for Edema. I mean, I, I know that us opening up, for, like watching them play, was not the most exciting thing, but. The crowd that we had there at Hard Rock Live in right. Nashville was awesome. And just the opportunity playing at that venue was cool. It was awesome. Both times we played at the Hard Rock was fun. I remember, of course, I'll always, I'll always remind you of that first in Cedar show where we did the U2 cover. That was beautiful. Did you listen to the last podcast episode? No. Oh. Well, did you, you talk never... about that? No, I didn't, but I, I put... 22 in there. You did? Yes. Then I need to listen to it then. I can't believe you know. Dude, li- bro, I'm sorry. I, I, just, <laughs> I know you're just messing. But uh, Rock the Woods, man. Rock the Woods. That's rock the, the Woods. Yeah. So, How did we end up actually being the closeout to that show? I believe that Christy, the owner of the Beautiful Balloons Giggle, Giggle Shop. Shop. That's right. <laughs> which also housed Sleep Nation's practices for about a year. Christy, I don't know why, but she put us as the headliner. She did believe in us, man. Like, she was all about what we were throwing down. She was gracious to every local band in Cookville at the time that we were coming up. And Pretty much. Actually, we didn't headline that show. Ostrich Primer did. We co-headliners. Right. Co-headliners. Co-headliners, man. Co-head, co-headliners, <laughs> man. Are, look at you trying to soak up all the sun, man. We just... I just remember that show very vividly, man. We played in front of a ton of people. A That's ton right. of people. At least 500 people. I thought it was around 300. Don't bring me down right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, for whatever reason, man, our sound that night felt larger than life. It's just a moment I'll always have. I wish we had a video of that show. I remember that being a, it was fun. but I think you had that black Ibanez guitar yep. then. I had that oven as a hollow body. Dude, that thing was that thing was hot. Those pickups were. I don't think it was that great of a guitar, but it looked cool. It did look cool. It did look cool. I think I was more of at the time. I was like, I'm gonna find guitars that look cool instead of just guitars that sound good. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you've got tons of guitars that sound good, so that works. Right. So, but that was one of the best. That was one of my favorite shows that we ever played. Really enjoyed that show a lot. I don't want to switch gears because I can remember a lot more bad shows. Well, name another bad show, man. No, I'm just man. kidding. I'm just trying to think of either good or bad shows. No, you just, know? just name another Just show. mixing it up. You know, there was a lot of shows you guys played when I wasn't around. Was there one of those that wasn't any good? I know you guys played mm. The Rutledge. Was that an awesome show? That was one of the very yeah, first shows that, you guys played good, without me. That was a good show. I, I don't remember if it was... I don't remember the, the quality of the show. I do remember. I don't. Did you play the a Halloween show that we did this past year? No, no, no. We played a show in Murfreesboro. It was a Halloween show. 
I, no, I don't think so. I, I had a cold at the time, and we get up there, and I, you know, I, I'm already kind of on the because when I have something, if something's wrong with my equipment or something's wrong with my vocal equipment, as in, i.e., my vocal cords, and when I have a cold, it just kind of sets me off in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And, and you know this. Oh, yes. Well, I was already kind of set off on a, on a not a good road. Well, we get up there, and we start sound checking. Evidently, we just kind of start jamming and playing on stage, and usually that's where, like, the PA guy is kind of checking everything and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure the levels are good. Well, evidently that's not what he was wanting us to do, and he took that as, a, as offensive, us just kind of playing up there. He didn't say, hey, guys, can you hold on a second so I can check this? He went livid, absolutely livid. Where was the show at? I don't remember, though. It was in Murfreesboro. I remember this show. Are you sure? Cause yes. Where was this at? Justin was on drums. Yes. And Tony's band, As Yourself. And I think Tony was actually singing. So I wasn't at this show, but this story sounds super familiar right uh, now. I mean, you know. Continue. They mix it. So this guy just goes livid, the PA guy. And, and in my head... I'm, I always keep this in mind that you never want to make the PA guy mad. No matter how aggravated he makes you or pissed off that he makes you, you never want to aggravate the PA guy. Oh, yeah. Well, unknowingly, we aggravate the PA guy. And to make matters worse, unfortunately, Justin gets off of his set and walks towards the PA guy, and they duke it out verbally. And... Yeah, we had the worst absolute sound of all time. You know why I know this story? How do you know this story? I know this story because you told me about it, because wasn't this Justin's last show? I think it was. Yes, that's I how think, I know yeah, this story. Yeah. You know this story, man. Yeah, that's dude, yeah. I, It was ringing so many bells. I'm like, right. am I sure I didn't play it? Yeah, yeah, it was... My guitar was the loudest thing in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and I didn't know what, what, I mean, I even turned down super low, but it was like. I wonder what that conversation between Justin and the sound guy was like. Oh, you, everybody heard it. I don't remember it, but I, I just, I just stood on stage and I was like, I don't know. What, I, I was like, I was like, I, this is never, I was like, you just don't argue with the PA guy. And I, and I understand Justin you know, it was already probably the guy. I think he was possibly on something or ha- had some type of. I was high, Ricky. <laughs> I like to have some of that cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that was an absolute worst show. We tried to actually. I don't think I was sick that night. Maybe that was another night that uh, at the same venue. But you guys have at least played two Halloween shows. I've not been able to be a part of. And I think that's why I remember that show because I ended up I was at a Halloween party for work mm. that night. Boy, that was interesting. We played a Halloween party as a three piece. I remember yeah, that. That was in McMinnville. Yeah. Man, that was actually a Where'd you end up? It, was that Smooth Rapids? Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't full it, like our sound wasn't really full, but I just made it noisy because I was playing through a five watt mm-hmm. tube amp. I believe it was your your five watt little tube amp. Or, I, don't I don't know. It was maybe a ten watt or something. Anyway, 
The yeah. thing, I had it like cranked and it was, we mic'd it and it was screaming loud. Yeah. And the the crowd participation, man, it was, it was Far fun. Out. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all about crowd participation, man. Crowd to participation. Kind of like that one time when we played in that little barn. Well, let's, we won't discuss that. <laughs> I just remember leaving our former lead guitarist in his car to, I just remember leaving him out there, man. I remember, I remember Nick going out there to get it. Oh, Nick Bainey. Oh, Nick Bainey. Just, and his boxers. Hey, bro, you need some help? Nick probably had his testicles out. Hey, bro, see these? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That was an absolutely fun show. Yeah. But unfortunately... The fifth yeah. of Jack got to it. Yeah, he he just was not there. I wonder how many people actually listen to these things and us talk about these things. Good thing we're adults and we can do what we want. Uh, anyway. Know, anyways. Anyways. So, those are some of the worst shows that uh, we've worst ever Worst and best. But best and worst. You know what's funny about all these worst shows? They're all great memories, pretty much. Yeah. I, I do feel kind of like a Debbie Downer. Like, I think I have, or, I don't know, I remember the 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 bad shows stick out far more than the good they shows. Do, because they they made you feel different. Right. And you're a perfectionist, so naturally that, those yeah. stand out. Those stand out. Actually, I'm just anal about shows. Really? And you know that. Come on. Well, you just said the word anal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. So uh, let's give a rundown of what kind of events uh, Sleep Nation has coming up. March 10th, we're filming a music video for our single... Woman. Oh, we're dropping it? Yeah. Oh, we're dropping it. Dropping dropping the name, Woman. What better time to drop it than during the podcast? That's right, dropping the info. Um, March 10th, Collins River Barbecue. Extras are needed. Yes, extras are needed. Dress up. In your best rock show outfit, or just you know, street clothes like you're like you're going to a rock show. Collins River will be open for regular business. No, is it will right? not. No, no. Okay. this is this is private party. Are they closing their business just for us? No, they're closed oh. on Sunday. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so seven p.m. Show up at the Collins River, and then we got actually somehow somewhere we booked two shows at the end of March back That's right. to back. March 22nd at the Fat Bites in Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. And then March 23rd at Franklin, Tennessee, The Pond. The Pond. The P-O-N-D. P-O-N-D. Pond. Pond is a small body of water, for those of you who don't know. And there's plenty of them right now. Yep, plenty of them. You just walk out your backyard, Pond. Yep. We hope you all survived the rain. We're so glad the sun is shining. Walking on sunshine. Whoa, oh. <laughs> And next week's episode, we're going to try to interview our new drummer. That's right. Joey Loretta. Have we talked about how how bad that Sleep Nation's luck of drummers we've had in no. the past like couple of years? No, man. It's been... It's been a nightmare ever since Justin Swingman left. We have not been able to hold down drummers. And what's funny is... Is it us? It may be us, man. Maybe we smell bad. But I know this. They always decide to leave once me and them... Have gotten in the groove. When you guys start connecting, they're like, man, this Micah cat, he ain't right. No, he ain't right. <laughs> Over here making uncensored jokes and all sorts of stuff. It, it, it's just un- unfortunate. And Justin Swingler, our original drummer, Amen. made a joke that 
this next video will have, of all the videos, we will have been through four different drummers. So I want you back, Mr. Unlucky, featured Justin Swingler, Girl Fight, Justin Neely, American Way, American Way, Dennis, Dennis Gilpin. Gilpin, yep, Scream and Shout, Dennis Gilpin, and the next video will be featuring our new drummer, Joey. Good. Maybe some, you know, I'm sure that we'll have to get, we need to get Seth in and, and we should have asked him what his uh, Seth is good was. for comic relief. That's right. Very good for comic relief. It was great. Some from gas relief. You needed that. God bless America. <laughs> Whew. Cabbage Ooh. is terrible for your friends. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, that's hilarious. Thank you for listening to the Sleep Nation Station podcast. If you would like an interview with the Sleep Nation Station podcast, contact us at sleepnationband at gmail.com.